Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts with John Stephenson. John understands the importance of being prepared. Through rain, rocks, and snow, he has seen it all and survived. He has seen major disasters like Mount St. Helens and how vehicles were stopped in the street from the volcanic ash. Earthquakes, too, including the Loma Prieta earthquake, which felt like it wouldn't stop shaking. People were without electricity and could not hardly buy groceries or gasoline. The homeless lit bonfires in the streets. The Bay Bridge and other freeways were broken. God only knows what will be next. Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts by John Stephenson. We invite Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to guide us as we examine how our preparations can be used to preserve the life of ourselves, our family, and others. Science and technology are progressing very rapidly. We really do not know in what direction our lifestyles will move into. There are scientists and futurists who propose our future will be better and better and some others who advocate the principle that we must live simply, and to do that we will not negatively impact our earth. It's a contrast. Anyway, certain futurists are saying, in just a few decades, technology and science will allow us to replace every one of our body parts and transfer our thoughts and memories into a synthetic computer brain memory. Well, in contrast to that, there are those who say our lifestyle must not impact our air and our water, so we must live in harmony with the earth, which strongly implies that automobiles and fossil fuels will not be allowed, and that we must grow our own food, each one of us. Well, this is quite a contrast. Yeah, both sides are serious about what they think our future should hold. As an example, we can look at those who want to contain and control humanity. In accordance with the principle of of containing and controlling, there's some very large carved stones in Georgia called the Georgia Guidestones. Some are calling these the occult New World Order response to the Ten Commandments. And if you have an interest in them, you can look them up I don't want to promote these ideas. I just want to point out that there is an established force out there which opposes Christianity and wants the people to live in a certain way. And that is control in one way or another. One idea in these Georgia Guidestones is that the world population is to be maintained at the level of 500 million. Huh. Well, that's one of their commandment points. And if that were to be, well, a whole lot of Earth's population would have to die. Unimaginable. Now, every person can think of these things and find an answer for themselves and how to consider what this all means. But I do want you to also consider that there is an enemy of your heart and your mind, and your body. And this enemy is embodied in, in Satan. That's what Satan, he is our enemy, the enemy of mankind. And in whom this embodiment is so great that once you realize this kind of evil, why, I think it will drive you to God. Because God is good. God is love. And That is really what we want to have in our life. So I just want to remind you to seek the God of the Bible with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul. And as always, I remind you that here on episode 29 that I want you to start your preparations now before there is an urgent need, and what you want is hard to find. Remember to give thanks to God for the blessings that you do have. Your letters with questions or donations are important. John Stephenson, P.O. Box 7222. 
Chico, California, 95927. Email prepareforgod at usa.com or call 628-7222. Thank you for listening to Preparedness Thoughts on KKXX. My Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Saddle up your horses. Welcome to Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is the program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness, where the uncompromised word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. For God has called us to stand for truth, and having done all to stand, we will stand. It's time to fight the good fight of faith to preserve our country, our families, fortunes, and sacred honor to protect our property, our schools, and yes, maybe even salvage some of our churches. America, we have a trail to blaze. It's time to saddle up. It's time to ride. Now, here is your host of Red Sky Radio, Rob Walter. Well, hello, America, and welcome to Red Sky Radio and the Red Sky Radio Ranch, where we ride hard for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We've got so much to fit in today's program. This is an all-election-related program. It has to be. The election is simply that critical. You know, I think it seems like every two years I come around to the point that this is the most critical election we've ever had. Well, it always is because we are always that close to just kind of going off the precipice. And this is really no exception. This is that important. And the program today, I've got some great news. I mean, I'm not predicting anything. I'm not trying to prophesy anything. I just got good news that would and should encourage all of us. And I'm going to do something a little bit different today with respect to the good news stories I've got to, that precede this, and, or I mean, that are going to follow, not precede. But... Um, most of which is good news. I'm going to have them sort of escalate. In other words, I'm going to kind of start from the the good news that's good, and then I'm going to go to something a little better, and then something a little better, and something a little better. We're going to look for a crescendo in the good news department. I want you to be encouraged. But most of all, if I never say it again in the course of this program, you absolutely, absolutely have to go out and vote for the most righteous candidate there is. Is that going to be a Republican? 99% of the time it's going to be. Sometimes you just have no choice. They're both lost as, as a couple of balls and high weeds. But you've got to get out there. You've got to know what you're voting about, who you're voting for. And the fact of the matter is if a righteous person knows that they should be voting for a righteous candidate, and they don't, You've just cast half a vote for the devil, the other side. And don't say, well, you don't want a, I just don't want to get into that. You know what? You're going to get into it if you don't vote. You're going to really be into it. And you will look back at all the times and say, gosh, I guess I should have been a little bit more active. People say, what can I do? What can one person really do? I'll tell you what one person can really do. One person can just do all they can do. It's one of the reasons this program is on the air. I can only do so much, but this is what I can do. I don't have it in front of me today because I don't think I'll have time to, to do it. But on a program from a couple of years ago, I listed all of the, well, not all of them, but a, a large number of political races in the history of the United States at all levels of uh, on the political ladder from I don't know, dog catcher on up to president, I guess, that were won by less than a tenth of 1% of the votes, in some cases, one vote. 
some cases five votes, in some cases 10 votes. Look, the only reason this country has been going in the wrong direction is, frankly, those who are Christian, or at least call themselves Christian, don't vote, or worse yet, they go and uh, and go vote the way that they hear, whether there is Wolf Blitzer or Anderson Cooper or Chris Matthews or any of those people that are on the left preaching the lies of the left, and they'll listen to that. They're not informed. And what does the Bible say? My people, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yeah, that's right. The Christians get destroyed because the Christians aren't educated. And I'm sick and tired, as I've heard this week, about a, just another pastor. Pastor, well, Hey, that's probably it. The pastor who should go be put out to pasture, who does not touch anything political because he's fearful of some backlash. Well, I'll tell you, if you have the authority, you have the pulpit, if you're a pastor listening to this program, doggone it, you better speak up and stand up for righteousness. Don't you falter between two uh, two ways, as it talked about in the Old Testament. Don't be a person who's double-minded in all their ways, and don't be a person who, who compromises before people in authority. All things that are prohibited, but if you are not salt and light, and you don't do what you can do and should do, then you're, then you're good for being trampled underfoot. You're not part of the way. You're in the way. This doesn't sound like good news, but it is encouragement that I've got to start with, and I had no plans to start with this. So I guess it must be a God thing. Okay, here we go. Ready? Hang on, because I'm going to move quickly. We're keeping in mind, kind of starting from the least to the top, or at least uh, from my perspective. These are all good. First one, uh, from the mainstream media, there's a lot of people to to whom kudos should go, but I just want to single out Tucker Carlson today. I love this guy. I mean, how do you dislike this guy? Smile on his face. He never really gets very, never really gets angry. He just kind of, he, he sometimes laughs at the idiocy and lunacy of the left. And if it weren't true, we would be laughing harder. But thank you, Tucker, for all you do. You're probably the most influential. If we had to name the most influential person on television, it would probably be Tucker, followed by a few others, obviously Sean Hannity, close behind Mark Levin and some others. Uh, we thank you for doing all that you can do. I don't lament your high-paid salaries. God ought to bless you as you speak for him, as you honor him, he will honor you. Number two, and this is going to seem like an odd uh, good news story, but but I'll get to it. There's a case in Michigan where a guy who worked for a funeral home started out as male, claimed he had a mental transformation over to a woman, started to wear women's clothing at the funeral home. Goodness sakes, as if the cadavers, the dead people in the caskets aren't scary enough. Oh, yeah, and this is, well, <laughs> I guess as this is being broadcasted, this is being taped on Halloween. Uh, you know, throw in the guy who's the transvestite. Let's just creep the place out totally. But anyway, he filed suit claiming that there's a federal discrimination action under Title VII based on his gender identity. Of course, there's no sex change or anything of that sort. But the federal, the feds who are defending this matter, the Department of Justice has said, no, this is ridiculous. We're defending this on the base that sex means, guess what? Sex biological sex, not your gender identity. The Title VII is not to accommodate whacked-out people, people who need deliverance, people who need God, people who need who knows all that, what they need. But let's just start with the deliverance department. It doesn't mean what you think you are anymore. If I came on here and claimed uh, all of a sudden I was transracial and I come out with uh, whatever, something that would identify me self-proclaiming to be black or Chinese or whatever. No, it's determined at birth. Goodness sakes. The fact that we're even having this kind of a, a lawsuit is ridiculous. But here's why it's important. It's because... We have a Department of Justice that is standing up, at least in this matter, for a matter of common sense, a matter of decency, a matter of a biblical identification of male and female, because that's how God made us. 
And we would not have this happening under Barack Obama. We would not have this happening under Hillary Rodham Clinton. No way. No, they'd be throwing in the towel. After all, those are the ones who pushed transgenderism into the military. That's the ones that pushed queerdom into the military and in all areas of life and went for, saint, for um, <clears throat> transgender use of bathrooms. All of this stuff was B.O. from Brock. It was B.S. from B.O. And Hillary would have taken it and run with it and would have expanded it. This, folks, reveals the consequences of elections. Now, I know we don't have a presidential election, but it's because we have a president who, I don't, you can call him righteous or whatever. You can call him accidentally righteous because does he do those things out of his heart or is God pulling his heart strings? <clears throat> Either one or both. I don't really care at this point as long as he does the right stuff. This would never happen under Obama, would never happen under Hillary Rodham. No way, no how. We had this is a consequence of elections. It's a consequence. Would Hillary or or Barack Hussein ever have nominated Brett Kavanaugh? Of course not. They would have had one of their pro abort executioners on the Supreme Court. And would the right have put up the shenanigans and the nefarious activities no, that that the left did? No, of course not. And if they did, the media would have creamed them instead of siding with their leftist weenies that they that they seem to like that did all the damage during the Kavanaugh hearing. Okay, enough of that. <clears throat> Next one, because this is going to influence elections too. Not this one, but you've we, we you've got to make sure you get your news from reliable sites. I'd like to consider this site reliable when. When I'm not, if I make a mistake, when I make a mistake, I come back and I apologize. I say, hey, I, I said something wrong. Uh, I was incorrect on something. And um, that's one of the good things about incorporating the word of God. It's just it gets harder to be wrong. If it's if it's mostly Rob, I'm going to get messed up. If I see and hear things that I sense to be a revelation and direction from the word of God, um, now I'm taking me out of the equation. That's a good thing. But this next thing is the launching of a conservative, new conservative social media site. I'm going to give this to you. They are in the development stage. They're doing crowdfunding, but they are accepting signups from people. They've, uh, I think they've already signed up, oh, I don't know, 50,000 people or something like that. And it's going to grow and develop as people sign up. It's called USA. Dot life. It's supposed to be the answer to Facebook, Twitter, and those who censor Christians, which are pretty much all the big tech companies. They all hate you, folks. Look, they hate you. They hate me. They hate anybody who's conservative. That's whether they're Christian or not. They, they hate conservatives. They distinctly hate true Christians. They hate Orthodox Jews, liberal Jews, left uh, reform Jews typically go with the left. So they're pals there. But Facebook hates you. Just get used to it. Just accept it. Twitter doesn't like you. They're going to censor you. Google finds ways to bash you. We've done programs on this in the past where they just nail you. They cut you off. They limit where you come up in their algorithms. They're designed to exclude you. And why do they want to exclude you? Because they can't handle the truth. Because Christians and conservatives at this point, following the scripture that says to expose the works of darkness are there to shine a flashlight under that nasty, ugly refrigerator that the left feeds from. Millions of conservative mess messages have been censored. I mean, it's just, uh, and this website is getting great reviews. Now write this down, USA.life. Uh, I just found out about it. I've done a quick vetting on it. Uh, they're also building a search engine. Now, we talked about DuckDuckGo. Uh, I'm fully supportive of that. I use it now, except if you have a Macintosh, uh, a Mac uh, computer, and you're using Safari, it doesn't work quite as well yet. But they are building, um, this organization is building its own search engine called 1776 Free. Dot com. Go give it a try. 
1776free.com. And if it's not up and performing fabulously today, just come back and try it in a week. But write this down, that the USA.life is the Facebook, the social media site answer to the sensorial, meaning they're into censoring, uh, big tech companies out of Silicon Valley, all of which hate you, except for this guy, Stephen Andrew, who once worked for a Silicon Valley uh, uh, company very high up and realized that his faith was being denigrated and maybe worse than being denigrated, it was being ignored. See, I don't mind so much being smashed, crashed, and bashed by the left because that becomes newsworthy. And then, and then people start to take notice of what the left is doing. It's when they ignore you. As it says, just ignore them. They'll go away, right? Hey, we're not going away. We are not going away as one of my news stories coming up here will reveal in just a minute in a fabulous way somebody who has not gone away. But check it out. Next, I got two more. This one, well, this one I got to make brief, but this is a this is good news for Red Sky Radio. Uh, beginning on November 4th, which is a week, uh, yeah, just next week, uh, November 4th, we will expand our broadcasting onto something that somebody has, or not somebody, a number of people have encouraged me to broadcast on. I have not, uh, I have not gone down this path, mostly because of ignorance, maybe some laziness, a lack of know-how, but God brought into my heart, into my life, a person who heard a program coming out of the Phoenix station that we're on and said, you need to consider going on internet radio and specifically our radio site, which we have now agreed to do beginning November 4th, and it's called Dark Sky Radio. Now, it's, this program is still Red Sky Radio. It's just that Red Sky Radio is going to be hosted on an internet, an internet site called Red, or Dark Sky Radio, darkskyradio.com. Now, I want to just say a couple other things here. First of all, this will not in any way, shape, or form affect our broadcast on any of the other stations, AM and FM, that you currently are listening to. You will still get it. None of that, none of that broadcast has been diminished. So KKMC in the South Bay area of California, up in Chico, KKXX and KKVV in Las Vegas, uh, our our MP3 blast emails that we send out the program each week to people who cannot hear it in any one of these other radio stations. We will continue to do that. But this gets even better for a couple of reasons. Number one, the uh, Dark Sky Radio is a uh, is dominantly a secular radio site. However, for the first time, really, we tried it a little, a little while before. It didn't really work with me because when it comes to, I may be a nerd, but I'm not a nerd in the techie area of how to do this stuff. And God brought me the person to begin to do podcasts for Red Sky Radio. Those podcasts are going to be accessible under darkskyradio.com under the tab podcast and you'll see red sky radio there where you'll be able to pick up and download uh programs and so forth take them on whatever device you listen to a whole bunch of stuff i really have no idea what i'm talking about because i don't know how to do it but but god's brought me the person to do it the next really fabulous thing about this collaboration with dark sky radio which is uh housed out of uh, arizona is that the is that Red Sky Radio is now going to be available throughout the entire world? I am really so excited about this. You see, the spiritual battles we fight, we fight them here, but they're ultimately no different than the battles that people fight anywhere and everywhere that they're uh, that on Earth. The problems on Earth are the same all over. You have the the enemy of our souls. The enemy, the the devil who fights everything we do, we have the authority to to deal him blows through the word of God, which we do. But the battles are the same, whether it's promiscuity, whether it's drug abuse, whether it's it's uh, atheism that's taught in the schools. Although the most atheism taught in the schools these days happens to be in the United States. But this station, fifty percent of the listeners of this station 
come from foreign companies, com- companies, countries of which the dominant stations, if I have understood this correctly, are India, Dubai, and Russia. So the thought of this program being on in those countries, frankly, is humbling, exciting, but humbling. And I am looking forward to entering through the door that God has opened up and made financially possible by some generous, by all donors to Red Sky Radio. I want to thank all donors. We have some that are are so regular, some that are very generous. And uh, no, it doesn't quite meet all the needs, but but man, it comes close. And um, of course, I throw some of my own skin into it, but that's fine. I'm a, this is this is part of what I do. This is what God's called me to do. I contribute to my own ministry, if you will. But I thank the donors and contributors to the station that have helped make this expansion possible. And I just have to believe God is going to reward this if I am faithful to His Word. Now, before I get on to some specific election things with respect to who we're going to recommend, and we have been encouraging people to vote for these individuals in Nevada and Arizona, the two states where Red Sky Radio has its biggest impact, um, although there's a lot of impact in California, I just don't have good choices for people. I mean, I'm sorry, folks, I'm not trying to beat up California, but it's just one dark place. And uh, there are no flashlights over there that are brightening up much, much of any room in any district. It seems to be just a few little matches trying to go on. The Republicans have all but thrown in their towel. They're ready to lose Orange County and parts of San Diego County, which have been traditionally uh, conservative and Republican. There's questions about losing that. That's how far over the precipice California has gone. So our time is going to be spent, frankly, where it can make a greater difference. And uh, you know what? I'm so far into this. Let me just finish this because I'll just finish the recommendation. I'll finish up with the good news after this. So you need to make sure that Nevada, which is a purple state leaning towards blue because of the invasion, if you will, of Californians who who are fleeing the very thing that they've created, the mess that they've created, the mess that they've voted for. Now they're fleeing, and they don't think that they've had anything to contribute to the mess they've created now to go over and make a mess in Nevada and not connect their presence and their voting patterns with the pile that they left in uh, in California. They don't make that connection. And that's what turned Nevada blue here recently. But you need to be out there and voting. You need to vote for, right, just write down these three names. You'll see them on your ballot, Tarkanian, Heller, and Laxalt. Tarkanian, Heller, and Laxalt. You just go to your sample ballot. You'll find the offices in Arizona. My goodness, the Arizona Republic, first time in 40 years, endorsed a Democrat, and she is from the pit of hell. Our Kristen Cinema is awful. The emphasis on cinema is on sin. She's a she's a a jaundiced, viewed, burnt, fried um, ex Mormon who apparently hates the church, hates her ex husband, hates everything uh, masculine. My gosh, this woman is awful. She is absolutely from the pit of hell. Kristen Cinema, do not vote for her. Martha McSally, you got to pull the pull the lever for her. You got to try to hang on to uh, that Senate seat in Arizona, formerly occupied by uh, Jeff Flake. Okay, now we're on to it. This is my top good news part of the program. And I got to start out by just giving another kudo, and it's a humongous kudo to our Red Sky Radio Bureau Chief, Billy, in Las Vegas. Billy, you just went over the top. I'm going to double your salary. Um, Here's a little bit of trivia. How can you get a double your salary and still get no increase in pay? The answer, you weren't getting paid anything to begin with. Okay, but Billy, I hats off to you. This is this is one of those pieces that just gets me so excited. Not as much for the difference it might make uh, next week, although I think it will make some difference, but as much for the difference it's going to make in the election cycles down the road if this, in fact, is a trend. And it started really with uh, uh, Donald Trump's Blexit speech. Blexit being the exit of blacks out of the Democrat Party. 
In other words, this is the it's uh oh, what's it called? There's another another uh name for it that they gave it. Um the walk away. The walk away movement. And that did the media cover this last week? Absolutely not. They didn't do anything this past week with the with the 5,000 people in Washington DC that reflected ex Democrats. Now these aren't Democrats who think that the party um hasn't gone far enough left like the like the Democrats in California who think Diane Feinstein is too conservative. No, these are Democrats who realize they have been dumped on, they've been cheated, they've been lied to, that they have been used, most of all, just plain used as a bunch of pawns by Democrat power brokers. And I say that word not with any denigration in mind, but as accuracy in media, a Democrat. They have evil that is, they're, they're kind of the personification of evil, certainly at the higher echelons because they know that what they're doing is wrong. They know, gosh, if you hate God, you want to take Jerusalem out of the out of the Democratic platform. You want to um, take God out of the Democratic platform. You push for the uh, a- execution of innocent, unborn human life. Sodomy in all of its weird, perverted, abhorrent, abominable uh, manner and ways. You want to have the government instill government education, which excludes Christian education. How could anybody be intelligent Christian and be informed and be a, a Democrat. If you if you are, then you aren't really a Christian. Sorry, you can't do that. But at the top, they're definitely Democrats. Well, this speech that Trump gave to a group called Young Black Americans. Did you hear about them? Of course not. I didn't hear about it. I mean, I heard about the speech, but not one of the videos that our uh, Red Sky Radio Las Vegas Bureau Chief Billy sent to me, which was a fabulous piece that I'm going to refer you to when I get to the end of uh, this little story here. But there are approximately 400 young or younger black Americans invited to the White House in the last couple of days here. And you should you have got to see the videos that the media will not show you. This is so exciting because it fits with what I've been saying, what I've been teaching, what I have been preaching, that if this country is going to turn around, it's not going to turn around largely as a result of a revival within the white community. It's been white leftists. It's been largely with the white Democrats who have kept blacks on the plantation, trying to haul in other whites on the plantation, Hispanics on the plantation. No, if this country turns around, it's going to be a recognition of the role and the purposes of Christian blacks and Hispanics. I have said this. I have beat this thing for 10 years. Is it happening? Well, you know what? It isn't happening on a huge scale, but it is starting to happen. And this Blexit movement, but particularly the young black Americans' presence being addressed by Donald Trump, the 400 or so that went to the White House to meet and greet President Trump is a beginning. And it's a huge beginning. And when we get back, because we're just heading into a break, when we get back, I'm going to tell you what it is the beginning of. Don't go away. This is Rob Walter with Red Sky Radio. We'll be right back. Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter is a listener-supported program. Please know that 100% of your contribution goes to pay for airtime so that as many people as possible are able to hear that the Word of God has answers to every meaningful problem and issue in life. No one gets paid a salary at Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter, but in response to your support, we pledge to bring you the most timely and critical information you need to help make informed decisions in this age of media bias and a growing hostility to all things Christian. Your partnership makes you one of the watchmen on the wall with us, as described in the book of Ezekiel. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 
888-888-85358. Thank you. This is Rob Walter. We are back with Red Sky Radio. I just got to throw in something I find godly ordained, God ordained. You know, I've, I I love Bob Seeger. He's a Michigan guy. I love him for the fact that he uh, is successful as he was, as the, much as he made. He never left Detroit. He never fled to the West Coast. The guy has earned my respect, but I like his song. I love Kathmandu. This program in a week is going to be heard in India. India sits south of what? Nepal. Nepal, I think, is where Kathmandu is. I find it really interesting that Kathmandu is going to be playing over in India and, and Nepal. Um, I just I just kind of laugh at it and marvel at uh, the timing. And it is no, uh, as Jimmy Durante would say, it is not a coinky dink. Okay. Back to the young black Americans. I'm going to just, I got time I've got to spend on this. I want to. It is that important. Because I want to tie it in with the Kanye West uh, kind of fiasco of sorts. Some of the things he's done right, and then I think a mistake that he's made here. But I'm gonna, I want to, I want to, I want to finish up with what I was saying here. What this, is this the beginning of? And this is a beginning, as a, as one young uh, black woman said in the video. And I just got to get. You know what? I might forget this if. I don't want to forget this. If you want to see this video, start out with um, going on YouTube. We are making history. That's the title of it. We are making history. It's from October 27th, just a couple of days ago. One of the women who is speaking on here at this group of uh, 400 or so young black Americans outside the White House getting ready to go in, she said, this is the beginning of a new civil rights movement. I love that. A new civil rights movement. These are uh, young blacks who have realized they have been cheated, they've been ripped off, they've been lied to, they've been conned, they've been, they've been used as pawns by the Democrat Party, which is, has only had an interest in one thing, their vote. And for a few uh, tchotchkes that the Democrats have thrown out, they think that they can own them and keep them on the plantation. These are your real woke black. And I'm quoting one of the guys. He said, we're the real woke ones. We have finally awakened to what has been happening to us, how we've been taken advantage of, how we have been used. And uh, as one of the spokesmen said there, he said, look, make no mistake about this. We love America. Now, there was a gazillion of them there with make MAGA hats on, Make America Great Again hats, red shirts. This is not Trump orchestrated, folks. This is grassroots. If, if something like this happened on the left, they have to organize it. They have to arrange it. And they have to get George Soros to pay for it. Not here, because these people are acting from their heart. They're acting from their conviction. They just said, look, we have been bought in the past. We have been controlled. But this is why, and I'm quoting uh, this young gal again, she said, but this is why we love Donald Trump. Hear that? We love Donald Trump. And she said, we love you, Mr. President, because you have not been bought. You're not a politician. You haven't been controlled. How could you not like this? This is a person standing up to speak on behalf of somebody. She's probably taken a hit from some of her friends like Kanye West appears to have, and we'll get to that in a minute. But she said, we love you, Mr. President, and then went on to say something. i got to have everybody here. Whatever you're doing, and you can just stop and listen to this one next statement. She said, Mr. President, you are the best president we have ever had. We, You are the best president we have ever had. Now, I ask you, do you think this would make CNN? Do you think this would make MSNBC, NBC, the nothing but Clinton ch- channel? 
the ABC, all, all, all Brock Channel. No, CBS, the crummy broadcasting system. You can go right on down the line, CNN, the Communist News Network, Clinton News Network, Crummy News Network, Crappy News Network. You can, you can, no, they're not going to do that. They're not going to give people truth and show people what's really happening when it serves their political devices and goals from the pit of hell to keep people in the dark. They're not about light. They've never been about news. They've only ever been about propaganda. They've only, they don't reflect the news. They create news. And they don't really even create news. They make, create stories. Propaganda is not news. And to the extent that they hide it, conceal it, distort it, ignore it, there's no news service done. That's why I'm glad, really, for the Internet expansion, because it's given us an opportunity to go and get our news from other sources, and we, have to, we don't have to rely on some rag like the New York Slimes or now more recently the Arizona Republic. So this, this, um, this, folks, I just can't tell you how excited I am because this is what I've prayed for. This new civil rights movement, the no more Democrat plantation, this is a kind of revival this country needs. As I have said, I don't see this great reawakening among, uh, uh, among whites. By and large, there's a significant number of white Christians. But I got to tell you, you, you take me, a white heterosexual male, probably full of toxic masculinity. Yeah, probably so. Maybe, and maybe I should say that with pride. And we don't get the microphone. I got to pay for the microphone with your gracious help. I get a microphone, but we don't get access to places. I'm not uh, that maybe we used to, and you might say, well, you didn't deserve to have access before. Whatever it is, we sort of are disqualified. I got an R after my name, which stands for reject. And we are ones who are not even apparently qualified to speak because we've been the recipients of white privilege. Well, to whatever extent that that's true, it doesn't matter as it relates to my bottom line advice here. If Arizona is going to stay conservative, if Nevada is going to teeter but swing back to the right and save itself from the precipice, it's going to be because some of the lazier people, I don't want to say lazier, just ones who think elections don't matter, get out and finally uh, finally do vote. But it's going to ultimately, and, and some today, more so in the future, going to be dependent upon what the black and the Hispanic communities do. And one of the things that I saw that was just, it was encouraging and it was of no surprise was to sense the strength of the gospel among these 400 black Americans. Now, not everybody who spoke gave God God the glory, but one guy who was a main organizer with a mega hat on did. He said, we thank God for this moment. We thank God for opening our eyes. You see, real unity exists when the people in the body of Christ come together, forget the color schmuller. That doesn't matter. We know that. We, we, those, of, those people who are real Christians know that it is, whether you're white and in a black, a church is predominantly black, whether you're black and the church is predominantly white, or in your church is predominantly Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Folks, it feels wonderful to be with the body of Christ. That is where there's real unity. And not to let anything from our past rise up and eclipse voting how Jesus would vote. Would Jesus vote? Jesus being Jewish. Let me this is a great question, I think. Just I think God just gave it to me. Jesus being Jewish. And let's suppose there is an election in Jerusalem. And there are two people to vote for. One is Jewish, and he just so happens to be a hypocritical scribe or Pharisee, and there's a Gentile who got saved calling for a return to true worship, would Jesus vote for the Jewish guy because he's Jewish? Would that be racist? Well, sort of it would be to start, but moreover than that, Jesus would vote the person who most closely comports and sticks with the proclamation of his word. 
Jesus can't go against his word, otherwise he'd be a liar. Why would he support somebody who goes against and hates his word? Why would Jesus support somebody who's bibliophobic, somebody who's Christophobic, somebody who's Elohimophobic, somebody who's El Shaddaiophobic? No, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't be voting somebody who's Jewish because they're Jewish. Any more than somebody who's white should be voting for somebody who's white because they're white or somebody who's black voting for somebody because they're black or half black or a Hispanic voting because their last name is Ramirez. You know what? Uh, That's wrong. And the only way that you can eclipse the identity racially dividing demonic politics of the left is to rise above it based on a higher platform and a higher principle. It's called the Word of God. Do we vote in accordance with biblical principles? Understanding that there is no perfect candidate out there, and Jesus isn't running, okay? He's the only perfect candidate, and he's not running. And when he returns, it won't be a democracy, folks. Just a little surprise here. When he comes back and we're all riding on these white horses and we descend, and there's a major massacre by the word of God where the blood is up to the bridle of the horses. The horse is bridled. This isn't going to be the Jesus of tolerance and inclusivity at that time. It's going to be the Jesus answering the prayers of all those who have been martyred for the gospel, who it says in Revelation of Astum, how long, how long will you wait to avenge our blood? And you know what? It's not going to be anything, oh, this is uh, white supremacy because we happen to be on a white horse. It's not going to be, well, this is this, that, or that. It's not going to be any of that divisive stuff. Look. Interestingly, Jesus was brown. Maybe that's sort of a nice fit. He was a Jewish people had a very colored complexion, but maybe that's sort of the blend of all the races. I don't know, but it really doesn't. I don't really care if he was white or if he was black, if he was actually Asian. If he's Lord and Savior, he's Lord and Savior. He's the one to whom I owe my obedience and allegiance, and I am going to vote for someone whose values most closely line up with the Word of God. Anything else is virtually blasphemous. How could you say that you are a Christian and you're voting for those who support unbiblical values, and not only unbiblical values, anti-biblical values? They're actually overtly against God outwardly hateful of the Bible and the Word of God. How could you support that? Well, I will tell you, and if you don't vote, you have you have actually voted for the enemy. If you don't vote for who's good, then you have actually contributed. Yes, you have contributed to the campaign of the enemy. Well, anyway, the new civil rights movement, I, lo- I love that. It is the new civil rights movement, and it's our rights as Christians. It's our right as children of God to rise up and to say, this is the way it needs to be. Maybe it won't happen, but don't not stand up. Don't be like some of our pastors, a whole bunch of them who, like I said, are just eunuchs in clerical robes who don't have the guts, don't have the spiritual cojones to speak to issues of huge relevance. I got to tell you something. I did not get it done before this program. I wished I had gotten it done. I didn't. But even if I did, I don't think I'd have time to fit it in. I am making a chronology. It's going to be a message somewhere to some church who will invite me. That will invite me. Of all of the things Jesus addressed of contemporary relevance, contemporary relevance that he spoke to at that moment in time in Jewish history that dealt with matters of military, political matters. I'm, I'm making a chronology of those things. Maybe it'll be a book. I don't know. And all the pastors need to read it if I do. But we're going to have that program at some point. Maybe it's going to be a long work on my part. That's okay. But people need to hear that Jesus spoke to the present day and time. And so if there's a church out there that won't talk about uh, uh, thanking God for Kavanaugh's approval, and at the same time, as you heard me two weeks ago, give you the three biblical, and I've come up with two more, biblical applications of the Kavanaugh hearing, shame on us that we don't apply 
the Word of God to today's situation. And by doing so, or by, by the abdication from doing so, we leave our congregations in the dark. We leave our family in the dark. Who cares if they like us? This is not about being liked by the guy down the street, the woman across the road, the people in the church, or the pastor, or the pastor's congregation for that matter. This is about having God smile on our efforts because he's found a faithful mouth. He's found somebody who doesn't just speak the word of God. He does it and advocates for it. This is absolutely so incredibly critical now. And why is it so critical now? Maybe more than ever, because we haven't been doing it in the past. That's why it's reached its critical nature, because we haven't been doing it. If we, first of all, if we had been doing it, we wouldn't be in this pile of hooey we're in now. We wouldn't be in this mess. We wouldn't be run by a renegade media if we had media that stood up for the Word of God or foreign media organizations that based itself on the Word of God. We wouldn't be here. But because we haven't stood up in the past, it makes standing up now more critical than ever. More critical than ever. Having done all to stand, stand. I mean, listen to those words from Ephesians. If your life, if you love God and you're reading the Word and you're going to the Bible studies and you're doing all this stuff and you're taking notes during the sermon, you're, if you're having done all to stand, what good is all of that stuff if you don't end up standing? What an utter, complete, almost complete waste of time. That might help you spiritually inside, but if you are not salt, you are not light, you don't do anything to encourage others, to instill God's values in others, to teach others, to speak the word of truth into the lives of others, what good are you? You're good for being trampled, as it says in the book of Matthew. You're salt that has lost its savor. It's lost its favor. It's lost its preservativeness. It's lost its taste. It's lost its influence to do good and change something into uh, a situation that actually tastes good. And because it is good. Look, if you're not uh, part of the way, as I said, you're in the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you with this Blexit uh, walkaway movement, whatever. I mean, this is, you guys, I don't know what this group calls themselves. Well, it's young black Americans. That's, I'm sorry, I forgot what they were. Uh, shame on me. Young black Americans. I, 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 I love this, and I hope that this spreads. And it brings me to the issue of Kanye West. Kanye West has called for blacks to basically abandon the Democrat Party. A good call. He absolutely should have, and he did. But he made a mistake, and this is why the Young Black American movement is so important. Kanye West may have helped accelerate this movement by, his going, to the, by going to the White House and all that stuff and teaming up with Candace uh, Owens, I think is her name, young black girl who is just on fire for Trump, on fire for things righteous and godly and good, and doing all the things that the young black Americans are trying to do. It, it, but... Something happened here in the last couple of days. Kanye decided he's going to step out of politics. He sort of had it. He's going to go back to just making, he doesn't really have anything against anybody, and he, he listed all the groups he support. The guy went weak. The guy went feckless. The guy, the guy kind of weaned out. And this is, and I, I got to tell you, here's the teaching point. If you're going to do that, you're more of a problem than an asset if you stake a claim and then pull up your stake. Because what West did here, as, as a, it's from Proverbs. This is a teaching point. It's better to not make an oath, better to not make a promise, than to make a promise or an oath and then break it. He had no obligation to come out in support of Trump or take a position to assist and encourage and facilitate blacks to get off the plantation. But having done it, it's worse that he did it and now is pulling out. It's worse that he did it and is now pulling out because, and here's what's going to happen. Nobody's going to trust him in the future. The, de the Democrats will see him as a turncoat. Uh, they're not going to receive him unless he goes overboard on the left. And Republicans see him as entirely and completely unreliable, which is a fair assessment. 
Number three, the number three teaching point here is that if he was pressured, if he was intimidated, there's actually greater damage being done by throwing in the towel, by having done all to take a stand and then not take the stand or change your stand. He's given encouragement. He's fed fuel to the left-wing fire that says, if we just turn up the heat, if we turn up the volume, if we can just become nasty enough, aggressive enough, vindictive enough, hateful enough, violent enough, we can intimidate and harass anybody into changing their minds and going back. Just like the left intimidated Jerry Falwell. Just like the left intimidated Pat Robertson and people who made strong statements and then went back, capitulated, uh, apologized, threw in the towel, and now have become, of course, Falwell's deceased, Robertson is increasingly irrelevant. Sad to say. Kanye West, unless he somehow comes off the fence that he just jumped on, he's going to be entirely irrelevant. But the good news here out of this is the young black Americans no longer need them. They no longer, yeah, it's nice to have some high-profile people like Clarence Thomas and those individuals standing up for truth and righteousness to form the role models so badly needed. But these young black Americans, I think they'll probably team up with Candace Owens and they're going to go around to the various communities, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Chicago, all these places where Democrats have run these things for years, have had blacks captive, have put a fence on a plantation, said, look, if we just feed them, we can keep them voting Democrat. They're going around to these cities with an attempt to liberate them and break open the fence that has locked them in and shown them what the other side of the Jordan River looks like like in a world where there's an immense amount of opportunity that these young black Americans have recognized, they have seized, they have enjoyed, and now they are out there to export. Praise God. One last thing, boy, I got so much. Gosh, I cannot believe what I can't get to here. I didn't even get to the piece about the Jewish massacre here. Although they say, wow, the prominent Jewish organizations are telling Trump to stay away. Hooey, hogwash, that's a pile of garbage. The Tree of Life head rabbi, the one where the massacre occurred, said Donald Trump is always, always welcome at the temple. You see, Satan hates the churches. It hates the Jews. The, our enemy of our souls has, in, has enraptured himself in the Democrat party. But our point is, I am seeing some light. God bless you, young black Americans. Thank you, Billy, for sending this piece in. Remember that if you have done all to stand, you've got to take a stand. You have got to go vote, and don't let it stop the vote. I want to encourage every every black and Hispanic person listening to this program to go before God, get down on your knees, and ask God if he would direct you to speaking publicly, maybe to run for political office, to get a radio program, to spread the message. Because the gospel and politics are inseverable, folks. Jesus never said to separate the two. That's a a bad Supreme Court ruling because you can't separate them. If you try to separate the gospel from politics, you have just said that the gospel can't influence politics. And we're starting to see it beginning with young black Americans. God bless you all. Remember, America, sit tall in the saddle. You ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. See you next week. KKXX Paradise K280GL Chico and K283AR News this hour from townhall.com I'm Keith Peters 
President Trump says the number of military troops deployed to the U.S.-Mexican border could go as high as 15,000. Our military is out. We have about 5,008. We'll go up to anywhere between 10 and 15,000 military personnel on top of Border Patrol, ICE, and everybody else at the border. Nobody's coming in. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says sending troops to the southern border is not a political stunt. We don't do stunts in this department. In Pittsburgh, synagogue shooting suspect Robert Bowers has been indicted by a federal grand jury. 44 counts have been lodged against the man accused of murdering 11 people last Saturday. Federal prosecutors have previously indicated they plan to seek the death penalty. Meanwhile, President Trump says news coverage of his Tuesday visit to a grieving Pittsburgh was disgraceful. The president accuses the media of misreporting his visit to Pittsburgh to pay respects after the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history. He says he and the first lady were treated very nicely and that a small protest was not seen by us. On Twitter, the president blasts the news media coverage as disgraceful and says the office of the president was shown great respect on a very sad and solemn day. Correspondent Greg Clugston. U.S. companies added 227,000 jobs this month. A figure that suggests businesses are still finding workers even at a time that the unemployment rate has hit a 49-year low. Payroll processor ADP says employers added jobs in manufacturing